welcome to another episode of the Digiday Podcast. My name's Kaylee Barber, Senior Reporter with Digiday. And I'm Tim Peterson, Senior Media Editor at Digiday. So Tim, this week's episode is the third of our creator series, and we are looking at TikTok, which is one of the, I'd say, newest platforms that um, independent creators can use to build their presence, build their careers in a way. And uh, I think this week's episode is probably a really exciting one because we're talking to a 17-year-old creator who in just a matter of a few months has built a following that surpasses probably what many YouTubers following counts are and and has built this giant kind of presence on social media um, in a way that a lot of other platforms take several years to kind of build. I guess to start out, um, can you talk about who our, our TikTok star is and uh, what you guys got into? Yeah, so this week's episode's with Sienna Mae Gomez, who uh, hosted a TikTok last August that kind of overnight got ended up getting millions of views. And at this point, she has more than 15 million followers on one of her two TikTok accounts. Um, her other account has more than 7 million followers, so definitely has a large audience. I mean, if anyone who listened to the episode a couple weeks ago with Alicia Marie and Remy Cruz uh, may have heard their point around the what a TikTok follower account uh, means compared to like a YouTube subscriber account. And I think we might have gotten a little bit into that with Sienna, but um, Sienna, like in addition to being big on TikTok, she also kind of represents this um, generation of creators who grew up seeing other creators um, build a career out of posting to these different platforms. Um, she's also you know representative of just how the business of being a creator has grown because she's you know on TikTok, but she's also expanded to YouTube. She's working on a her own bathing suit line, and she has a show. Uh, on Netflix that she's going to be a part of. Yeah, it's wild. I feel like in your conversation that you had uh, a couple weeks ago with Alicia and Remy, you had talked about um, diversifying off of YouTube and and how that kind of was a a slow and or, and almost like um, uh, a situation that was full of like serendipity of what was to come next. But with TikTokers, it's almost like find the next move before you're even acting on your current move, right? It's like diversifying extremely quickly um, and climbing the influencer ladder, the creator ladder as fast as you can, um, just because there's so many TikTokers out in the world that have a lot of followers. So I'm excited to hear this conversation and, and get into some of those nuanced things of being a TikTok native content creator. So I'll let you guys take it away. Sienna Mae Gomez, welcome to the Digiday Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be oh, here. Thanks for being here. So you are probably one of the most popular people we've had on the podcast because you have 7 million followers on TikTok, but that's just for one of your accounts. Your other account has more than 15 million followers on TikTok. You're also kind of, by definition, an overnight sensation. Like what happened last August? Yeah. So last August, um, I posted a TikTok on August 14th or 15th. I'm not sure which day it was. Um, and that video was kind of posted just for my friends. It was like a video of me. Um, I was kind of bloated. I just eaten. I was wearing these low-waisted pants, sweatpants. Um, 
And I was just doing like that. That was when the WAP challenge was super popular. So I was like doing the WAP dance. And then <laughs> it's so funny how it sounds. It literally just grew so fast. But yeah, I was doing like this just stupid dance. And then I checked my phone the next day. And the video has like 300K views or something like that. And numbers were pretty different back then because not TikTok wasn't as popular like last year as it is currently. Um, so 300K was like kind of a lot. And then I posted another video and I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this would blow up. Um, and then that blew up too. So then my whole account just started shifting. And I think I gained like a million. I gained a million like every three days. Um, it was crazy. It was just going so fast. And yeah, from the span of like August to... I don't even know. I'd say maybe October, November, December. I was gaining a million like every every week, every two weeks, something like that. Obviously, it slows down because that's just how the process goes. But yeah, I, I mean, definitely I've gotten an overnight sensation before. TikTok has the reputation for being a platform that's like kind of unique where it's not like some of these other platforms where you have one really successful video or post and automatically that helps out the next one. I feel like the reputation around TikTok is each post kind of has to live and die on its own. Is that, am I right in thinking that? Or is that like an outdated Um, perspective? I would probably, I mean, for people that are using the app religiously and are trying to kind of grow, 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 um, I think it is about every video kind of getting views, whatever. But I know that there's people that just have the app basically to to watch and here and there they'll post a few things and maybe one of them will get like 2 million views and that's crazy. But their next video, I mean, it, it it's kind of just about the content and if the content is good. Um, but once you just start growing that platform such as myself or like other creators that kind of have a, a known name on TikTok, um, I guess each video just does well because you're you. You know what I mean? But but it is kind of um, just like uh, like some one one video might blow up for somebody, and the next video might get two two views. But it it's because that video had good content. You know what I mean? It's different for everybody, and it's different with your intentions. I think. Yeah, because I mean, so your intentions with that first video wasn't necessarily get views. You're kind of just goofing off, but then it blows up so how did you figure out how to follow it up with the next video well so my next video in response to that was a duet to the like a a duet is like where you you kind of have the the other video on the side and then you can like do your current self here um and I was like, I, I I don't think I was crying, but I was like, what the heck? And I was like, guys, like, I didn't mean to post this. It's meant to be on friends only. Like, I didn't mean for anyone to see this. Um, and then people were commenting and they were like, no, please keep it up. It's helping us. Like, like um, we're really in, like excited to watch you. Like, we love this content because it's so real. And I was kind of confused because I had, it was, I was doing it not as a joke, but just not with a purposeful intention, um, of helping others. It was kind of just like, oh, here's me dancing, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then it, it ended up being deeper than that. And so then my response kind of thereon was like, well, I can actually do something with this. You know, I can actually help people with this. It's not me just being funny anymore. It's like, this is actually, you know, going somewhere. How did you then go from those videos back in August to at this point, you've 
worked with Maybelline um, and Levi's. You have uh, your own merch line. You have, there's a Netflix show that's going to be coming out that you're a part of. How do you, you're repped by ICM Partners, a Hollywood talent agency. Like, how do you go from kind of casually making TikToks to now you're very much in the celebrity world? Well, I think that it doesn't happen like that for all TikTokers. Um, but TikTok is this generation's, like, media. Um, if something important is happening and somebody posts it on TikTok, people are going to know about it. You know what I mean? So it's like, because I was lucky enough to find my message and to find purpose, brands um, want to work because... It's not just me, oh, look at how I can dance, I'm so cute. Like, it's, like, actual meaning behind these videos. And, you know, there's actual people that are following me because they they like the content, you know. It's not just, like, oh, she's pretty, you know what I mean. There's, 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 um, there's purpose behind it. And I think that's, you know, kind of why everything happened for me so fast. Um, just because, yeah, there was meaning. But that definitely is, like, a one-in-a-million chance and... Um, I mean, there are few, few people that are also repped by like UTA, ICM, WME, but not everyone. Um, it's 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 awesome to be given the the opportunity to work like with cool brands and you know make it more than just a video. And you're part of this generation that kind of grew up with people being creators and that being a viable career for people. I'm curious, like, was that something where when you were little elementary school or, you know, whatever age where at some point, you know, you have the teacher ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? Did you say, I want to be a creator? I said famous. It's so funny because I, ever since I was, um, like, little, I was always in, um, like, musical theater and whatever. And I, I remember I was just like, so confident about wanting to be in the entertainment industry and that's just always what I've felt driven to do I you know I told my mom before any of this happened I was like mom I'm never gonna work a nine-to-five job like I hope you know that I am going to make it as something so I don't know what yet maybe an actress maybe a singer maybe a tiktoker but it's gonna happen you know I've always kind of had that inner feeling that I was meant to do you know entertainment um so yeah I mean for me I just got extremely lucky and very I'm very thankful that you know I can have a career off of this because I think if you told someone back in the 50s oh there's going to be an app and it's going to create celebrities blah blah they'd be like that's literally insane but times are changing and yeah I mean even 15 years ago yeah I think YouTube has its like 15 year anniversary this year maybe um but that wasn't a thing yeah Yeah. definitely and youtubers are so well respected now um like in LA um at least from what I see and I think that you know TikTok. sometimes I think tiktokers can be like the laughing stock of you know LA um but I think branching out of that and you know kind of making other connections and having purpose and not just, you know, dancing or whatever. It's, um, 
it's important. You know, it, it can, like, create something. And don't get me wrong. Like, I still do dances and shit like that. But it's just, like, you know. So, like, uh, either before things blew up for you last August or, like, after things were blowing up, was it something where you were looking to, like, YouTube stars who had gone through that eight, ten years ago to figure out, like, what was what's the playbook here? Yeah, well, I mean, um, YouTube is really cool and I think YouTube can take like a lot of time you know it's like a it's a job being a YouTuber is a full job you're vlogging your whole life you know some of the people that I'm really close with have vlog channels like with the millions of followers and they are always on it like they're always filming everything um so it's nice to I guess have like that just 15 second kind of kind of I guess, job, because it's, like, you just have to film for five, ten minutes, and you're you're set. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not sure if that answered your question. Well, like, one thing I'm curious about is, um, like, I don't know if ICM was the one who reached out to you or how oh. that relationship came yeah. about, but, like, when you get talent agents or other people from kind of, like, the traditional Hollywood industry reaching out, whether you then had people that you, you know, DM'd or already had relationships with to be like, hey, how do I figure out what talent agency I want to be working with? Or oh. if a brand's trying to work with me, how do I make sure, like, I set that brand deal up in a way where, like, I'm not being taken advantage of or asked to do things I'm not comfortable with? Yeah. I mean, with the agency um, kind of deal or part of my career, I guess, um, it's, it's actually, it's actually like insane. Cause I had some of the top agencies reaching out to me within a month of, um, of blowing up and they were like, Hey, we see so much potential in you. And at this point I had like, I don't even know, maybe two, 2.5, 3 million followers. Um, which is, you know, small compared to the other people that they're like, um, representing. So it was crazy because I saw like these, these these um, agencies with lists of act- actors and actresses that are A-list celebrities, like very well-respected people um, reaching out. And they were like, hey, we're trying to, you know, get into the digital industry a little bit more. We see how much potential, um, you know, TikTok and Instagram and the new social media platforms kind of have. We'd love to represent you. And my mom is, you know, she's super, super smart. She's very involved in this business. Um with what she's doing for me now, she was pretty much doing it for four before, um, with like fortune 500 companies. So she kind of knew how to like help me out. Um, we turned down like, uh, everyone, like we were like, Hey, you know, thanks for the offer, but we're not really interested in that right now. And we took meetings with, you know, people that we were like, maybe we'll give them a chance. We'll, we'll see what we, we'll see what we like and what we don't like and what feels right. And then, um, we had a call with my agents right now from ICM and, they were just perfect fit. They, they were hardworking. They seemed genuine. They didn't seem like they were going to screw me over because, you know, going and being in LA the first few weeks of, um, of blowing up, I heard a lot of people talk about how they've gotten screwed over money stolen from them. Um, just some terrible things happening to them and to their career and their money, um, from their, from their managers who took advantage of them and their agents who said they'd bring them jobs, but ended up stealing, you know, whatever. Um, it happens all the time, but 
my mom and my family was very, very picky and protective over who I'm working with and who we're going to allow to be kind of in our working circle. Um, and that is still the reason why she is my manager, just because, you know, my mom's not going to turn on me. <laughs> she, she's got my back. Um, it's, yeah, but it was on, it's crazy. You know, you wouldn't think that like these major agencies are reaching out to these tiktokers to these content creators but um they're smart this is the new this is the new um platform and it's how we're gonna reach the younger generation from now on you know so yeah right no it's funny because uh a couple episodes ago so we're doing this creator series where we're interviews interviewing all different kinds of creators and a couple episodes ago interviewed alicia marie and remy cruz who oh yeah have been big on youtube for a long time i mean alicia's been on youtube since 2008 they were like who i grew um, up with I, exactly. I grew up watching them yeah and so uh, one thing i think it was alicia kind of made this point but we were talking about how 2014 2013 like that was when if you were a youtube star it was still kind of hard to get an agent and to really break in and with each generation of platform creators like the vine stars it got a little bit easier for them and then like now with the tiktok stars we have you addison ray the d'amelios and it just feels like all of this happens so much quicker with each next generation of platform creator definitely definitely and then there's you know, also just like the, the, the Instagram, the Instagram influencers, the Instagram models and shit like that. It's, it's crazy. Um, how many like different levels there are of, you know, social media kind of people and where you belong and where you fit. It's, it's insane how, um, things are changing so fast, but it's hard to keep up. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Well, and one of the changes too is as much as like we could call you a TikTok star, you're also very much multi-platform at this point. Like I saw yeah. you have you have a YouTube channel and I saw like one of the videos you posted in, I think January in the description, you wrote that you're a full-time YouTuber now. <laughs> yeah. So I try to post, YouTube's just so difficult because it's like, um, you know, I, I want to create the TikTok content as well as the YouTube content, but I also want to live, you know, my life and not always be on camera because when I'm always on camera, it's super draining as well as the Netflix show going on right now. Like that's camera, like three out of the five days a week. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot, but I'm not, I'm not a full-time YouTuber. I was trying to do two videos a week. Um, my editor and my filmer were really pushing. Um, but with everything going on, it's just been hard to kind of, cause that YouTube is my smallest platform. I, I don't even know how many subscribers I have on that. I think maybe, do you know? 371,000. 371k. Yeah. That's my, um, smallest platform. Obviously it's still big, but YouTube does take a lot of effort and a lot of time. Um, and just with everything going on, it's been hard, you know, and I try to post on TikTok like two to three times a day on each account. And just it's it's, um, you know, my mind goes dry sometimes. And I think we all get like these creative blocks. And I'm just like, all right, you know what? I I can't like I don't I don't know. I'm not going to put like quantity over quality out there because it's just like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, let me just sit in a dark room for 10 minutes. No, literally it's myself. yeah. A hundred percent. And you, you only uh, can give so much of yourself to, 
to the world because then it's like, what do you have for you left? You know what I mean? I don't know. That's a great way of putting it. You mentioned like two accounts on TikTok. Why keep with the two accounts? So the smaller account, the one that has 7.4 million, um, that actually started back in 2019, July of 2019, when TikTok very first kind of became a thing and it was coming back from Musical.ly and everyone was like, ew, like this app is so gross, but like low-key everyone had it because they wanted to see what was going on. Um, that's when I got it and I was still in school. So I was like making these like stupid little videos with my friends. And I think that that account actually got to like 200K and... Um, it was doing all right. My videos were doing okay, but I just kind of gave up on that main account. And I decided to create another account, which is now my main one. Um, and I ended up posting that very first video on it, which then blew up in August of 2020. So I had already had that account that was blowing super fast. And I was like, well, well, I have this other account that has 200K and people are starting to recognize my face now and starting to recognize my my house and my backgrounds and stuff. Like, so if I can blow up on this one account, I can probably do it on the second account too. You know what I mean? So then I just kind of started going and just started creating and just posting 24-7. In that August um, month, I probably posted like 150 videos combined on both accounts because I was literally wake up, go, go, go. Just like you're on a roll. I was in a tornado of just like this fast moving growth. And I was like, I need to keep it going. You know, I don't I mean, I was doing online school during that time because because school ended in March of 2020. And I don't even think I like it. It's so bad. I don't even think I went to class because I was just like, I, I can't right now. I need to focus on TikTok. Um, as funny as it sounds, it's it's like the potential that you can obviously create is is amazing. And um, and so are you posting the same things to both accounts or do you are you using one for certain types of stuff? No. So I usually for as like for um, brand deals and stuff, obviously they prefer the one with 15 million because, you know, it's more views and more whatever. Um, so I'll usually post like the ads and stuff on that one. And, um, for the second account, it used to kind of be like a, like a spam or a private account, like how people have like Finstas. Um, and then it, and then it ended up getting 7 million followers. And I was like, okay, well, that, this isn't really a private account anymore because <laughs> 7 million people are seeing it. Um, I don't know. I might create a third one and just hope that it doesn't <laughs> blow up that much either. Um, but no, I I was just posting like some random stuff, like whatever I wanted, whatever came to mind. I was like, oh, that's that's funny, but it's not like funny, funny. Like I'm not gonna post it on my main, but I'll I still want to post it. You know what I mean? So it, it's actually pretty nice to be able to be like, um, still still having the views and having the people watch. Um, just not as many people. Um, and it's honestly crazy. I don't really think it's processed for me how many people that is. You know what I mean? Um. Cause it's like for, for TikTok, it's, it's, it's the number, like you just, you see that number, you don't see 7 million faces. Um, but that's, I'm excited to, uh, kind of shift once COVID kind of starts dying down, be able to interact more and see more people and actually see faces and put the faces to the, the, uh, usernames. You know what I mean? Got it. And you mentioned like, it sounds like you've kind of dialed back on YouTube, but. How much is YouTube still in the mix for you? 
It's, I film a YouTube video like at least once a week, once or twice a week. I'm um, actually coming out with a new YouTube series. Um, so that's kind of an important thing that we've been kind of filming and just stocking up on that content so that once that series starts, um, we can just start uploading um, and going. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's important for me to grow my YouTube channel just with the Netflix show and... Um, the TikTok content and then all these like deals and the Levi's and Maybelline deal and the Logitech deals. It's just been, it's just been hectic, you know? So it's not so, my number one. <laughs> can you sp kind of spell that out? Like why YouTube's so important to have? Cause I, I could see anyone listening to this and hearing, well, you have 15 million follow more than 15 million followers on just one TikTok account. Like that should be like plenty fun. Why do you need to, why would YouTube be important to um, okay, well, this is actually a really good, so, so TikTok can either be a very, very loving place or a very hateful place, and it's like, for a while, I've been a very loved creator, I haven't really received a lot of hate, um, but just recently, actually, I've kind of started to see, you know, a shift in, in that love, and that's just being a creator in general, you know, it goes in waves, and people love you, and then they hate you, and then they love you again, so I personally try not to take too much offense to that, but YouTube is important in that sense because it allows you to have a personality. It allows you to show your personality and to be like, well, you watch 15 seconds of me, but, you know, go to this, go to this other channel and you can watch 10 minutes of me just being me or me just goofing around with my friends or, you know, it's just more personable and you're, you're able to kind of see who I am instead of just like me, um, I don't even know, just showing, showing my flaws or my insecurities on the TikTok and trying to, you know, relate to other people. And, you know, it's just, it's nice to be able to, um, kind of see those YouTube comments as well and be like, I love you, Sienna. Like this made me, this made me think that we'd be best friends. You know what I mean? It's nice to hear that and to see that people, like you for your personality because you know i'm more than just a 15 to 60 second clip um and is it hard to come up with stuff for youtube because it is a longer format and it's also just it's a completely different format than tiktok there can be a lot of similarities but there's also a lot of pretty significant differences mm -hmm. um i think that youtube is so developed there are so many ideas out there and it's constantly changing. So I take pride in being a pretty creative person. You know, um, I come up with ideas very randomly and I'm like, oh, that would be a good YouTube video. And, you know, that's kind of where my mind is always at. It's always thinking of content. And um, I'm a very like just creative person in that sense, like not logical or whatever, like mathy, like I can't do any of that. But what I am good at is art and content and creative, you know what I mean? So for me, it actually comes pretty easy because it's just what I feel like I've been meant to do. Um, and like I said, YouTube is so developed. There's been so many things that have already been done. So it's just like taking a video idea, shifting it a little bit, and that's a new YouTube video. You know what I mean? Um, also, it's people, people watch vlogs, you know what I mean? People are interested in seeing, okay, well, what it, I see what Sienna does 
for 10 seconds of the day. What does she do all day? You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's very interesting actually to watch, you know, people's lives that you, that you see like shortly and be like, Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, I didn't know they were like that. Big fan of vlogs. Part of my pandemic watching was rewatching all of Casey Neistat's vlogs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Maybe is a weird thing to admit, but I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, (laughs) But then, there, and then there's Instagram, and I'm curious, like your take on Instagram Reels, because it's all your. It seems like you're fairly active with Instagram Reels. Yeah. How similar or different are Reels to TikToks? Um, <laughs> Reels, Reels, I think aren't as much. Well, I'm obviously more familiar on TikTok, so I just know how to work that app better, and it's primarily videos i think instagram is primarily pictures but they are trying to kind of branch out and diversify their content with the reels um reels views actually do fairly well um um and i've definitely reached a lot of accounts and my content or my account has grown because i am super active on reels and instagram tv um but I don't know. I think they're just different. You know, I would say that TikTok is, again, primarily videos and Instagram is primarily pictures, but they also have the Reels feature that does well, but it's not like the main, the main kind of, um, I guess, source of content for the app. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instagram's but I like it. figuring things out. It's also... Also IGTV. Yeah. But I mean, it's also grown my instagram like crazy because i've had um reels it's funny i didn't even think reels could like blow up but i've had like reels blow up and get millions of views on um on a on a video that i i made with my brother actually it was um it was like a a video that was kind of like well done and it was filmed well and it was to a cool song it got a lot of views and it my my account started like I think I was at like maybe 1.7 or something like that and I was like hit 1.8 in the next day and Instagram is kind of hard to grow fast you know um so I would say being active on Instagram really just kind of boosts your account not only in numbers but well yeah numbers <laughs> Got it. okay we talked a lot about the different platforms but we've also kind of teased out this Netflix show that you're part of it was just announced that you're part of this netflix show um with the the folks that you know who are living in the hype house Mm -hmm. can you kind of explain like what this show is how you came to be a part of it yeah so i personally am not a member of the hype house um i was kind of introduced to them through a mutual friend who's in the hype house um and i started hanging out started being in the vlogs started just you know, being around, um, and the, I guess one of the producers of Wheelhouse Productions, um, came to the idea of a show with, uh, Thomas Petrow, or he pitched it, or, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really sure what happened there, but they got the show, and, um, they were basically trying to make it kind of like a, a following eight main cast members, um, and their lives, and what they do every day, and like I said, it's kind of like YouTube, where, People want to watch what the influencers and what these TikTokers are doing because our lives are so public, yet not at all. You know what I mean? Um, So the show is basically touching on eight 
main members um, and our lives and kind of what we do every day and how we interact with each other and drama and whatever, you know. Um, Yeah, a big part of my story is kind of, you know, the bathing suit line that I'm coming out with. There's a lot of me feeling the fabrics and going through the process and, you know, just be kind of kind of becoming a business entrepreneur because I'm not as much, you know, I'm not in the house. I don't live in the house. So for me, it's a little bit different. And my storyline is a little bit different than, um, the members who are with each other 24 seven, you know what I mean? And so you're doing a bathing suit line then too. Yes. This, um, all these kinds of businesses going on. (laughs) I'm trying to keep trying to make it last, you know? (laughs) Um, yeah, I am coming out with a bathing suit line. Um, I'm first collaborating with um, and kind of learning from um, an already established swimsuit designer um, in May, I'm pretty sure, May, June, one of those months. And then um, I'm dropping my own line for, you know, all me. Um, I'm basically doing the whole process hands-on, very, very active with it. And that's just my own thing. And that's going to come out late summer. And so, like, with all these things you have going on where... You have the TikTok accounts, you're active on Instagram, you're active on YouTube, you have the Netflix show, you have the clothing line, you're doing brand deals. I'm curious like how you're able to manage it all because I mean, it was only a few years ago where there were a lot of YouTube stars that were saying, I need to take a month off, like I'm burnt out. And that was, you know, largely they were burnt out from just making videos and doing the brand deals and trying to keep up with just, you know, the one platform you're doing all of these different kinds of things. How, how is it that you're able to manage it all without going crazy? Oh, good question. (laughs) Um, Honestly, it sounds cheesy, but my family, um, they keep me, they're involved in the business side very, very much. And, you know, they're like, they're literally my team. Um, but they're also keep me super stable, um, with like emotionally because, you know, it hasn't been easy to, to kind of handle it all. And you can't really like, I can't go on TikTok and be like, guys, like I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I'm so over it because everyone's then like, Oh, well, what are you even doing? You know what I mean? And it's it's just just kind of difficult because being a tiktoker and you know i i only say tiktoker because it's kind of where i started um obviously that's not where i'm main like i'm only on i'm obviously like you said branching out into so many other things but but it's hard and um I I think what I kind of just do is take these self-care days. I I go to the beach a lot. I just hang out. I have close friends from home that, you know, I've kind of limited my circle down to a few people that I know that I know got my back. And so I will just go to the beach or just, you know, get off my phone. I I literally hate my phone. Like my looking at my phone, I want to cry. It's it used to be fun. Um but now every time I go on my phone, I just get anxiety and I just hate it. You know what I mean? And it sounds so dumb because it's like, how lucky am I to be able to have all these things? But what's the importance of doing all this if you're not happy or your mental health isn't, you know, stable? So I just try to keep myself um, sane and take some days off and, 
I'm very lucky also because my brother, um, he does like all of my filming, all of my YouTube. He's very involved with it. And with all these brand deals and stuff, you know, he knows that I get super stressed out. So he, he kind of has that part of my account. So he has my account and he will like take over and help me out with posting. Um, if I, if I just need to sleep in that extra day, but this deal has to be posted at 10, he'll wake up and he'll post it for me and get it out. And, um, it's nice. I, I have a lot of help and I have a lot of support. If I was doing this by myself, I don't think I'd be doing it anymore because I would literally be in a mental facility. Like I it's it's it's, it's um it's a lot of content to put out, you know. But luckily I have a great team and I have a very involved team. Um and everyone just knows everything. You know what I mean? Right. No, it's fantastic that you have all of that support because that seemed like that was the thing that a lot of the YouTube creators didn't have in place. Like that was one thing Alicia had mentioned a couple of years ago when she went through her burnout phase was she didn't have a team in place. She was doing it all herself at that point. And when she took um, a pause, took a break from YouTube, that was what she put in place. She had to get a team. She needed a manager and other people to be working with her so that it what is isn't all just following on her shoulders. That's insane. I couldn't even imagine. Uh, yeah. With everything you have going on right now and how much like things have changed since August even, do you have in mind like what it what your goal is for a year from now? What you want to be doing? I mean, um, yeah, my family actually is like I said before. We're very they're very involved in my career and everything. We're actually um, moving soon in the next like month or two. So um, being in LA is going to be very very helpful. Um, and I just want to be super involved. I think that with COVID, it's been really difficult for me to kind of see the the power that I ha- that I hold and you know. Um, I can, you know, it's hard because I, everything is online. You know what I mean? I haven't been to like these, these events and, um, seen all these people that I I could, you know, be collaborating with. And I think that for me, it's just a matter of networking and getting to know people and, um, going out and meeting, meeting cool people that can, you know, uh, for me, I think it's more just the social aspect of everything right now because I missed it. I've missed everything um, solely because of the pandemic and not being able to be in LA often. And and even if I am, then it's like, what am I going to do? You know, everything's closed. Um, so, yeah, I honestly just think that's kind of what I want to focus on. And also just staying focused, especially on this um, bathing suit line. It's I'm super passionate about it. I've loved bathing suits in the beach. Like I told you, I lived in Carlsbad. So I was always at the beach um, and the, my pool out here, I'm in it like every day just because I just love outside. I love nature. I love breathing in like fresh air and just getting out of like this, um, like this space and inside. I don't know. I am very, I have have weird pet peeves. Like I hate artificial light. I hate like being inside of places. Outdoors always just feels so much better to me. And, um, this bathing suit line, I not only is it focusing on kind of like the body confidence kind of part of my life, but also just like the outdoorsies and the beach and the, you know, it's perfect for me. It's everything I wanted and making people feel confident in their suits and, you know, 
I'm super excited. I think that's kind of my main focus and passion right now. Um, but obviously, we've both seen how fast things can change, and I'm really open to whatever. I have an open mind and an open heart, and I'm just kind of ready to receive whatever comes as well as, like, you know, getting involved more in the actual industry, like acting or singing or dancing or tours. or so, You know, there's so many options, and it's definitely not something I'm opposed to. Um, it's just kind of a matter of, you know, chilling with everything right now and taking it and being smooth and just being open to whatever comes. Well, best of luck with it all. Sienna, Thank thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to the Digiday Podcast. Please don't forget to share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy it. You can even rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like. We'll be back next week with another episode.